Welcome to another episode of the Hill the Public Crucial Conversations podcast. And today we're going to talk about the N-word. The name. <laughs> now, when you say the N-word, which N-word are we talking about here? I just want to make sure ninja. we're on the page. Okay. The ninja word. Okay. For those that, is the other yeah. one. I don't know. I just, just want to make sure. I, I want to make sure we're going toward the same path here. Yeah. So for just so everybody is 100% on the same page about the word that I am referring to. God, you're going to make me say it? No, you don't have to say it. If you can you at least I, spell it. Goodness. N-I-G-G-A or N-I-G-G-E-R. Okay. There's the a big end. difference. There's a big difference between the two. And we gonna talk about okay. that. Okay, all right. We'll talk about that, but it's been, it's still it's a taboo topic. Some people can't stand that word. Some people just like it's a term of endearment almost. So we're gonna talk about what that means. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I mean, there's so many different cultural contexts of the word, right? So, like for instance, people like compare it to the swastika which is historically a religious symbol, right? But then you have super crazy Hitler who came and the Nazis decided to use that as their symbol. So now if you use or see or whatever, a swastika anywhere, it is automatically universally deemed as something really bad. So you, you, you think, Aryan power, you think KKK, you think automatically anti-civil rights, right? Um, so, you know, people compare that and they're just like, well, if the N-word was a bad word, nigger was a bad word. It was a def- uh, an offensive word. Yes, I just said it. Okay, okay, I just said it. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> it was insulting and it is a really contemptuous term used for black people historically so why is it that we still call ourselves this name even if it is just like oh what's up fool what's up you know but just anybody want to comment on that (laughs) you look like you have something to say mr moultrie (laughs) about the Mm n-word mm-hmm well, I mean, I do listen to hip hop and I grew up with the N-word being a part of regular vocabulary. And I think growing up for me, it was just a cool thing to do. It wasn't necessarily, I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying when you grow up as a kid and you're around other friends who are saying it, what up, nigga? What up, my nigga? Then you just say, oh, what up, my nigga? And so it just becomes what you say. Uh, without thinking of the historical context or anything like that, you're just flowing with your your friends. As I've gotten older, um, I find it to be very unattractive, especially when a woman uh, says the word nigga for some mm. reason. I just think but it's that nasty. That's in the negro. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> but that's you know that's that's a twenty year old, thirty year old me uh, seeing that perspective. But as far as, you know, maybe another race saying it, it doesn't impact me or affect me as it used to, only because I know that it's 
it's being used as a weapon. And so I almost end up laughing at it because I know what they're trying to do. And so I kind of disarmed it in my mind by saying, I don't, you know, that word doesn't necessarily impact me, but on a, on a, like a global scale, if somebody uses it, that is from another culture and they use it in a derogatory way, you know, they better be prepared for the uh, wrath that's going to come from that. Um, so I, I'm interested in hearing all perspectives, but, but for me, it doesn't necessarily bother me either way. But the older I get, the less I want to hear it in my music. But you, so your perspective is really interesting, DJ. Like, I mean, like you grew up, my, my parents didn't listen to hip hop, but my, my uncle, who was only 10 years older than me, he sure did. <laughs> so I grew up hearing NWA, all this other stuff. I mean, obviously, it was behind my parents' back. Sorry, mom. Um, anyway, <laughs> you know, I was very familiar with that. But for me, those terms never really, it never caught on because the people in my immediate circle, my family, they never use those terms. So, um, you know, for you, even you, you mentioned that when someone else says it to you, you know, that they're using it as a weapon. Mm-hmm a lot of people don't have that reaction when someone who's not black says that word, they get really offended. I'm one of the people who get really offended. I'm like, Oh, heck no. Nah. Like, Oh, <laughs> I'm about to Barack Obama. You like <laughs> we use all the big terms. I ain't going to curse you out. Cause that's not my style, but, but I'm about to make you feel some kind of way with my large vocabulary. And you ain't even gonna know what the heck I just said. I call that Barack Obama. Anyway, because uh, like some of his speeches I'm like ooh, ooh that was good and they don't even know what the man just said but that was good like that's I don't know so and then I walk away feeling vindicated like mm-hmm. whatever you make you calling me basically like ignorant mm-hmm. or you know less than like I'm about to show you I'm not about to stoop to the level you think I'm going to stoop to but I'm going to check you because that ain't cool can yeah. we get to the root of that? I'm sorry, Ava, but no, I also answer this too. But why does it why does it cause that thing inside of you to be upset? What is it about the word that evokes that kind of reaction? That's a really good question. I think for me, honestly, especially as a black woman who grew up in the South, I grew up in Texas. Northeast Texas, some people say Texas ain't the South, whatever. Northeast Texas, Dallas, close to Louisiana, it has Southern culture. So even if you don't term it as the South, the way we eat, the way we act, the way we speak is the South. Anyway, um, I mean, you have not had cornbread. Yes, for those who are out there, yes, smart people can use Ebonics too. Mm-hmm. You have not had cornbread till you've gone to Texas. You just have it. Just like you haven't had barbecue. Well, I don't eat barbecue. You haven't had barbecue until you've gone to Texas. It just okay. is. That's... Okay. Anyway, I'm not so, anyway, but back on topic, like growing up in Texas, I experienced <laughs> a lot of microaggressions, a lot of different things. Um, I went to high school in Mansfield, Texas, which I don't know if you've read the book Black Like Me by John Howard Griffin. That is where it happened. Um, And Mansfield was one of the last schools in the area to become desegregated. I mean, like, 
in my lifetime, like I was a baby, obviously, but still, <laughs> it was late, like really late. Um, and so just seeing things that I and my friends went through growing up, I think it made me a little sensitive to some of those terms. Like even when I, sometimes when I'm in the grocery store and I see somebody clutch their purse and I'm looking at them like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be funny, but I don't want a doggone thing in your purse. <laughs> even if I, I was dead broke, like, I, I don't, I went to school for this. I have my own money. I don't want your stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, like that, I've, I still feel some kind of way. Like, even if I don't say it, like internally, I'd be lying to you if I didn't feel some level of just like, you straight up judged me because of my skin color. You know mm. nothing about me. You don't know anything about my intellectual abilities or my character or the fact that I'm out here trying to change the world with whatever I can do humanly in my control. You don't see any of that. You just see the fact that I'm a black woman and I am too close to you for comfort. So yeah, it, it makes me feel some kind of way. Yeah, I was gonna say just like both of you guys, um, in my home, it wasn't a word that was used, but clearly I listened to Tupac. I'd rather be, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just saying, and you know, I was kind of, hmm. we already talked about the fact that I used to fight. I was bad. I was hard, you know, when I was young. And so I definitely used the term. Um, but also like DJ, as I've gotten older, it's a word that I don't use anymore. I don't think. And I have to say, I don't think because I'm sure I probably might say it at some point. I'm not going to sit up here and, and lie. And so... But I think for me, I do believe the two words are different. Okay. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I think that either one should be used. And here's the reason why. Um, I feel like words, it matters who the words are coming from, number one. Hmm. Because, for instance... I can only think of one time where I was called the N-word with the E-R. And I was walking out of a gas station on my way to Atlanta. I don't remember which city in Georgia, but it was a little hick town. And the guy behind me, it's like, I know he said it at least three times walking out the store behind me. And I really used to be a fighter. So it's like, it can jump up every now and then. So it's like, it just... I got so mad, but I'm an adult now. So my sense is kicked in too. Like, okay, I don't need to be fighting a white man in a gas station because he called me <laughs> the N word, you know? So I just ignored it, got to my car. But when I tell you I was angry, I was super, super angry. But if someone else said that to me or my son or whatever, someone who's black, just talking in normal conversation, there's a different connotation to the word. And so it feels different. I used to work at a um, nursing home and long before Meg the Stallion, my sister used to call herself <laughs> Black Stallion, right? And if a man calls a woman a stallion, it usually means like she's stacked, she has legs, she has the, you know, 
she's she's shapely whatever and if somebody calls you a stallion you might be like hey but when I worked at this nursing home one of the elderly white men that I used to take care of every day he'd be like call me a horse he would call me a horse every day he would throw his poo at me and call me a horse him calling me a horse is totally different from somebody else calling me a stallion because the connotation I'm probably too short to be a stallion, but whatever. The connotation <laughs> is different. And so I feel that like the connotation matters and someone just using it in conversation who's the same race, whatever, doesn't have the same intent behind it. So it feels different. The reason why I think that we shouldn't use it is because I don't like, I, I've said it before, I don't like labels. And if somebody puts a label on me to be derogatory, I don't want to, you know, just change some of the letters or color it a different color. I don't want that label on me. And when we use that label towards each other, we may feel like, oh, well, it means this to us. But on the outside looking in, the people who put that label on you, they think you're a joke. And it's hilarious to them that you have now accepted this derogatory term that they've put on you. And so, like I said before, clearly it's, you know, part of our vernacular. I've grown up, you know, hearing the music, saying it, kids say it to each other. I probably you know, may say it at some point, but I try, I, I would say as an adult, it has not really been a part of my vocabulary. I try not to let it be a part of my vocabulary because I know the people who put that label on us, what it means to them. And I don't want to give you that, that joy of seeing me accept the, the negative label you put on me. Is, is that the only word? Well, is there any other word that holds the same weight as nigger or nigger? Look, him calling me a horse felt the exact same way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it felt the exact same <laughs> in a nasty, racist, demeaning, derogatory way. And I feel like any word could kind of have that. Now, this is the, the broad term that's like across that's across, you know, used across the masses. But I really feel that your intent and the connotation makes a difference. So, but you don't stop saying the word horse. <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> don't because I said this one, like I said about this word, this is a mass word. You've probably never heard anybody say before, oh, they called me a horse. That was his word. So gotcha. it's, it's, it's not something that's used across the board to demean a certain group of people gotcha i would i would definitely agree with that does you know back to the whole swastikas like historically it was used to persecute people i mean it was associated with the persecution of you know a specific type of person um or class of people group of people before we get off this his historical tip what what trips me out about like how we perceive each other and all this other stuff is, is really, it, it's interesting because all humans are born with the same number of melanocytes. Those are the cells that give us melanin, which, you know, so we love, love to talk about. I mean, cause I, I love me some black skin. I love me some 
I just like it. It's just, I love being black <laughs> and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and so, you know, there's several other factors to that goes into, um, you know, which physical or phenotypic characteristics are expressed in each one of us. So, you know, with that being said, knowing the scientific part of it in how we are essentially all the same, it just kills me how we used to have these labels, like what Ava said, to oppress each other, like whether it's nigger, whether it's wet back, whether it's trailer trash, whatever the terms are that we use to oppress different, um, different groups and members of our population. It, I just don't, I don't, I'm not down for any of it. So I have a question, Giselle. Um, I was reading an article and it was just talking about the evolution of the word and how now white kids call each other the n-word asian kids call each other the n-word and it said 30 years from now they're going to be two pot-bellied white men calling each other the n-word because that's just how they refer to each other now and so you know in a few years will it even be a term that's only used to reference black people because it's so it's so ingrained in um you know entertainment and culture and whatever that everyone is saying it to each other has it lost some of its of its sting or some of its meaning not and i will say like i said before there's a difference between the two words because when the guy in the gas station called me the name he put some emphasis on that er you know so i i do think that there's some differences in the words but you know has it lost its thing does it does it still mean the same thing does it mean the same as bro or dude like it said in the article that i was reading that it's almost <laughs> synonymous <laughs> you know so what are your thoughts on that so when it comes to like other people of color or just other individuals who are not black saying the word, I feel like part of it, yes, it's to use, they just see it as a way to kind of identify their social relationships and like how close they are. Uh, generally though, like from my perspective, I still feel like it's unacceptable for the white majority. Like most of the white majority, they don't say that. Um, and again, this is my own perspective. I have heard people of all races and nationalities use it at some, in some capacity, whether it's positive or negative, you can tell when it's used negatively, mm -hmm. but, um, you can tell when it's just like, Oh, what's up, my nigga, whatever. Like, it's like, that has a different, I'm like, you nigga, like, <laughs> like, like, your voice was um, that was really weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what just happened right there? <laughs> that was strange. <laughs> Look, y'all know I'm crazy. So just, just, just roll with it. Just roll okay, with I'm it. Okay, I'm trying to roll. I'm trying to roll. <laughs> just roll with it. Um, no, but like some people just use it to be cool and fit in. And then other people, you know, some people I do believe is unintentional and it's just unintentional ignorance. They are not really aware of just the magnitude that certain people still feel about that word. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, obviously they know history, but like, if your close personal friends don't feel a kind of way about the word, like you might assume that, hey, maybe this word is not offensive and it's okay if I use it. And then you encounter somebody like me who comes and checks you and it's like, wait, what what, what just happened? Like, why she don't like me? Like, what's wrong with her? Um, So I do think it's a little bit of that. But then like, also you think about like people overseas. So like, for instance, LMI used the N word in one of her songs. LMI is from Britain and uh, British black people, they can identify with us on the idea of discrimination a little bit, but um, not to the level of systemic racism in America. And so to a degree, I don't think that it carries the same weight to them. So I do think that it's partly cultural, it's partly just it had a different a lot of different reasons i i it's hard for me to really explain that more than that so yeah a lot of times when i'm listening to movies or music i'll hear it and it was just really weird like after the uh george floyd murder um there was like an uprising of like somewhat positive music for like a week or two that was released like every friday <laughs> i'll check all the new music that comes not out a week or two um oh yeah right was, though yeah it was right, like a week after <laughs> or two weeks after there was this all this uprising type music and we're going we're we're ta- we're taking back the streets type music and then the next very week so it was like three weeks out the next song i heard i think it was the baby the like the first three or four sentences was if you get in my way i'm gonna shoot me a nigga and i said no 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 <laughs> like we was we was going towards like this positive thing and then it's like <laughs> shoot me a nigga and it's like why and i noticed and now it's kind of sprinkled right back in where everybody's putting the same content out and so those are the kind of things that i'll that i'll analyze on a weekly basis and what i find is that i end up studying it just for the historical context of how did this word that was used to push us down become a word that we thought was empowering ourselves? Maybe in the 90s, early 2000s, we tried to use it for that uh, reason. A lot of that was BS. There were some uh, uh, rap artists who, I don't mind if they use it. Like you mentioned, Tupac. Pac can do whatever the hell he want to because I know <laughs> the substance of his music. <laughs> but somebody else... They, that they, song they, in particular doesn't have a lot of substance, the one that I referenced. One? Rather be your... Yeah. Well, no, there's a lot of substance in that. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, it depends on what we're subsidizing. True. Yeah. You're, you're, I, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of my, well, actually, one of my favorite pop songs uh, is rather be N I G G A. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, wait a minute! Uh, wait a minute! Okay. Huh? What's going on? Why am I no, waiting? Because the people who are uh, li- listening, they uh-huh. didn't just see what Ava did. What did Ava do? Tell, 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 the, tell the people. Ava said, "Carry on, DJ." Okay. Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> As this new music comes out, I just be listening to it. Even movies, I be listening and watching. I'm like, how are we being depicted? Like every week, The Shy comes out, or uh, every week I don't watch uh, Insecure, but shows like that that are coming out. 
like how are we being depicted and so i'm i'm looking for those type of words or those types of situations or those types of uh energies and i just keep noticing that at the exact same time that we talk about black power our music is degrading ourselves we're talking about killing us a, a nigga or taking somebody's b or uh flashing this and doing that and it's like why is our music never elevated to where the masses, at least I thought where the masses were thinking of, hey, we don't need this anymore. We're going to another level. But it still seems like there's a lot of gutter talk still. Who's uh, controlling the content? Who is controlling the content? Huh. And I mean, this is like a slightly shifting gears and then, you know, you guys bring me back, but <laughs> I feel like it really matters who's controlling the content. You know, we talked about um, BT and who owns it. And I think that a lot of that uh, plays a part in what's put out there, what words are put out there. And then just with the media in general. Um, so I told you guys the other day, there was something I didn't watch. I'll tell you something else I didn't watch. I didn't, I have not watched the George Floyd video and I just don't want to watch it because I feel like these images are being pushed on us. And I feel like they, those images do one thing to the people who are being oppressed and they do something else to the people who are inflicting the oppression. And I feel like, you know, in our first episode, Jaden talked about trauma, trauma, trauma. I feel like it's constant trauma when we watch these things, hear these things, see these things. And I think about, I think it was maybe a few, few years ago, maybe three years ago. I don't remember someone killed like five cops in Texas or something. Did you ever see those images? You never saw those images because again, they do one thing to the group that's being oppressed and they do something else to the group that's oppressing the people. So, but yet and still you see videos constantly, Ahmaud Arbery, George, George Floyd, you'll see every video that could possibly be put out there to let us see ourselves being killed they'll be put out there over and over. Nobody's taking it off the internet because it does something to us. And I think that the music does something as well. And it's, you know, who's creating the content. That's why you're not hearing all these uplifting songs keep on going out to the streets. So we could bring it back to the, the topic, but. I do I agree with in. you though. I, I agree that there are powers that be. I mean, I'm not deep into the entertainment world, so I don't know. Like who these people are, but like the radio execs, the media execs, like they they push the narrative. Of, they set what's cool and what's trending and what's hot. Um, I did want to go back to something that, well, I want to go back to something DJ said, and then I want to talk about the trauma part that you brought out, Ava. So you talking about the music and like mm -hmm. I, my the first song that popped in my head was WAP? I don't okay. know. Okay. Cool. First of I all, I haven't looked at the video yet. You you don't even need to look at the video. Just I'm not surprised, Ava. I am not surprised. <laughs> I I was actually I'm running. gonna watch some stuff. Okay. I, I was running one day and that song came on my playlist because it I plays it like did. new stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I just heard the beat. I was like, oh, this beat is hot. I mean, because like at the beginning when it comes in, like it's like. Who is that? Like, there's some mm, in this house that, you know, like. Well, let's say the word. Let's, we're talking about words today. Okay, hoes. 
Okay. Well, see, I disagree. That's not the word that was used. It was whores. They said whores? Yeah, if you look up the, the lyrics, it says there's some whores in this house. But oh. Go ahead, carry on. It's sound like hoes, but okay. okay. I've only heard the song twice. <laughs> but it okay, so that's even more so just like, okay, you're purposely calling yourself a whore? Okay, but anyway, I'm not, I, th- that's a whole other podcast episode. I ain't gonna go there. Um, so, but like, my point is like, to bring that out, it, I think it's up to us to change the narrative and how do we change the narrative? And should we change the narrative? Is this something that's big enough, a big enough issue um, across the board, um, across the black population to want to change this? Um, and you mentioned uh, The Shy and you mentioned Insecure, two shows that I really love. But even in like the latest season of The Shy, um, I forget which one of the, the boys said, um, I think it was Jake. And he was like, uh, don't say that word. Don't, he was referring to the nigga word. He was like, don't say that word. Duda doesn't like that word. Um, and I mean, I, I like shows like that because it shows like the contrasting ideas and thoughts um but like across the board should we like exit out of the vocabulary or not i mean because then you you mentioned insecure and i love isa i love me some isa ray she says the n-word a lot <laughs> so it's like you know you have two different shows both popular culture shows um but how especially for those of us who take issue with the word how do we change the narrative? How do we even have this conversation? Because a lot of people obviously don't see anything wrong with the word. Well, uh, you know, the shy is uh, saying the word, uh, Issa Rae is saying the word, but we can't leave out the other side that's using the word too. You look at a movie like Django Mm. and Django was written by uh, Quentin Tarantino Mm -hmm. and that thing has so many so many ends and it was just a lot in Django and shout out to Django I actually love the, the movie and the premise of it uh, taking back what is yours and protecting uh, your wife and uh, going off into the sunset and being a free, <laughs> free man I, I, I'm all for it uh, but there was a lot of n-words in there and then I also want to circle back to uh, CBS uh, Viacom CBS which is also the same company that owns BET, um, them letting go of Nick Cannon because of some derogatory comments that he made about Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And he was saying something to the effect of them being savages, uh, them uh, not necessarily caring about the people, them maybe manipulating the system. I'm not saying any of that is true. What I am saying is I find it to be very peculiar that Nick Cannon gets let go of that but these same companies will have Love & Hip Hop. They'll have uh, other uh, things that they own underneath their umbrella that may say derogatory things about Black people. But because it's Black people, who's there to advocate for us and say, this is unacceptable, fire that person, or fire this executive, or get rid of this person? And so at what point do we have a control over uh, the media where we get to dictate who says what and who doesn't, and we can fire them. To me, that's also important to this conversation. What the N-word has, I like the N-word existing, because if you just get rid of the N-word, then you can't really see what people's true intentions are. 
Uh, like let people play it out the way they want to play it out i like the fact that quentin tarantino used it 126 times in the movie now we can hold his feet to the fire and say what are you doing for the black community if you're going to if you're going to profit off of this word what are you doing on the other side of it but if you hide it and say don't use those words then you can never really use it as leverage uh you know for your different initiatives yeah i was just gonna say i just wonder how can you cancel that word anyway like will it ever go away or um you know will it just evolve will one day bruh be the term of endearment and no one ever says it anymore i just don't see how you i honestly don't see how that word will absolutely be gone it's just it's so ingrained i don't know i don't i don't know how that how that would would happen I think to your point, Ava, um, if you remember, about maybe 10 years ago, the NAACP tried to censor the word nigga, like you couldn't use it, like all forms of it. Um, And they held some events and everything. Clearly that didn't work. I think that like to your point, one of the reasons why I don't believe it will go away is because it's so ingrained in music. So like for instance, and so this kind of also goes back to your point, DJ, um, you have different groups, you have Jews, you have the LGBT, you have Asian, you have all these different communities who have been called racial slurs at some point in time, right? But unlike the black community, they, they took the power back and they shamed the name like universally where it was just like nah nah you're not gonna call me the f word if i'm gay like that's unacceptable you're not that's just you're not gonna call me that like that's that's offensive um and as a community they stood up and said nah we're not gonna take it but for black people we we're not unified in that way when it comes to this word and Unlike these other groups that I just mentioned, you didn't see it flashy and flamboyant through music and their culture and all this other stuff because it, it just wasn't. And so for that reason, I feel like the cultural aspect of this word is what is not letting it die. It's become almost like a cool term. Like if you use it like, oh, you're hood. Are you down? Like, like I, that's how I feel about it. So... That's how I grew up. I grew up that if you use that word, you're allowed into certain circles and embraced. But then I just realized as I got older, listening to Tupac and being off in the corner uh, on the bus, I just said, I really don't want to be a part of those groups. And so I kind of drifted away from people who are using that. And then one day you wake up and then you find another group using it. You're in your mid twenties and you're like, this isn't, like it's not there's nothing positive about it there's nothing constructive about it um but it's still in the movies it's still in the entertainment it's not going anywhere uh, i think it's okay for it to be there as long as um we use it as leverage instead of uh just criticizing it but really you know analyzing analyzing the content that comes out and understanding that it's a part of history as of today and realizing that something in 2020 is coming out that was directly impacted by slavery. And, 
using that as a thread whenever you're putting in uh, proposals for different things, like look at what has done, what what happened to the mindset of these people and of our culture. Look what you've done, <laughs> you know. And it's not just the N word, you know. As much as we complain about the N word, you also have women who will call them themselves bees, but then they'll be upset if somebody else calls them a bee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and the, the F word you used earlier no one outside of the circle can say the f word but if they're within their own circle then it's okay for them to laugh and joke about the f word being used and so it's it's not just the n word it's just that the n word uh or nigga has made its rounds uh across the globe that other words haven't had an opportunity um to 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 do whether that be good or bad yeah and so i guess uh you just hit on a really good point like the the whole mentality aspect um i wonder because i've heard people say like if you use the n-word towards yourself or someone else then you hate yourself like you don't value yourself they say the same thing about women who call themselves the b-word and like people have their own perspectives um, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I believe that because I, I don't believe that. I do believe that people use these words for different reasons. But I do agree that throughout history, it's kind of shaped our mentality as uh, Black people where sometimes our jokes towards ourselves and others in our community can be really harsh. It could be really like we can tear each other down like nobody else can sometimes. Um, and it makes me wonder if that is related to, you know, if all this stuff is related together. How do y'all feel about the word Negro? The so, Negro leagues, the someone calling you a Negro or being classified as the Negroes. How do you feel about that word? That's a good point. Because if I get to the point, like, let's just say that I'm upset or I'm I'm like emphasizing a word because I don't really curse like that like that's just not that's not me I might be like negro that like that's just sometimes that comes out but the the igga one that one don't come out (laughs) so for me like I I totally relate them as two different words to be honest with you because the negro is uh, it's it's it is related to black people and um so i believe the nigga came off as like a racial slur towards that word mm-hmm. so um using negro i personally don't have a problem with it i do realize that sometimes people don't know how to feel about that word um so in certain circles i don't use it at all like ever but i mean how many um, black history plays and books and everything else who's written, you know, some of these writers like James Baldwin and some of these other people that we uh, admire, they use those, they use that word all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, if you've writ- read anything that this man has written, I mean, <laughs> doesn't he write have a book? <laughs> the Negro something. Um, anyway, um, like the Negro National Anthem. Why is it called that if it's a bad word? That, that's just my perspective. But Well, I think that they all derive from, um, I mean, just the term that means black, you know, whether it's negra 
or whether it's in French, whether it's in Spanish, whether it's in Latin, they're all a similar form of the word, which I think is what it comes from. So Negro to me kind of falls into that category. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, what we were called during slavery does not, that was, you know, taking some extra liberties on the word that referenced black and just making it, you know, a little worse. So to me, Negro just falls into the, the category of all the other terms in every other language that kind of references the color black. That's a good point. Yeah. What is, ne- what is black in Latin? So I read somewhere that it's N-I-G-E-R, but I don't know how to pronounce it. So Niger, is that how you would say? I don't know. I don't speak Latin, clearly. Um, <laughs> I can ask Google. <laughs> I know, I was like, but I don't have a Google Home up here. I was about to say, hey, Google, how do you say black in... Oh, and when I said that, my phone started... How uh, do you say black in Latin? Why are you talking to your phone that way? <laughs> that was very. She's trying to seduce it. It was very seductive. Why? Hold on. Okay. <laughs> she's, she's just taking care of her. Okay. What did I do? Do your thing. Do your thing. And what does it say? Hey, Google. <laughs> How do you say? <laughs> Y'all are funny. Hold on. Let me play it again. Nigrios. Nigrios. Interesting. So, you know, I think like Negro, it's it's sort of like what you said about the swastika, which I literally didn't know before we started this podcast tonight. Um, It's kind of taking something that really has a benign meaning Mm -hmm. and making it negative. And And that's why I kind of... That's why I can kind of see both sides of it, that if you look at it originally, it's, you know, it's close to the, the Latin word for it, it you know, the, the meaning of black. And that's why I think it's the connotation and who's using it that really um, changes, you know, whether I think it's negative or am I positive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's like, honestly, my biggest takeaway from this conversation is the fact that I I personally am not okay with once something is adulterated and used for Mm -hmm. a harmful purpose Mm -hmm. that it is at some point normalized and be welcomed back into society. It's just like, right. You know, especially when it was involved with oppression of any level Um, that to me is like, we're talking about healing the community. How is that healing anything? Mm-hmm. That is perpetuating the, the, the hatred, the brokenness that was experienced in my opinion. So you made a good point. No one else has accepted their label. They've all rejected it. And it's like, you know, why are we the only ones accepting that label? So you make a good point there. All right. Well, that's it, I guess. And um, as you guys can see, there are many different perspectives to this narrative. And I, I do believe this is a conversation that we should have deeper. Maybe we should have an expert on the subject on the show. Um, but I, I, I honestly feel some kind of way if we're talking about healing something, anything, then 
we should probably let go of the parts that are harmful. Just saying. Yeah. That's how I feel. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in and check out the next episode. <laughs> See y'all next week. Crucial conversations to heal the black community. Oh, oh we will.